Good morning, Church. Um, I've been asked to bring the latest in our series of messages on navigating our way through these uh, troubled times that we live in. And I felt particularly led to bring us a message this morning on the subject of renewing our minds to the goodness of God. And I'll start by reading a passage of scripture to us from Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. And it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man for every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priests' feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. And verse 6 says that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel. Well, Israel, the people of God, are quite literally taking their first steps into the promised land. And it seems that straight off the bat, uh, God wants them to uh, start as they mean to go on by bringing to mind, bringing to their remembrance uh, the wonderful goodness of God in uh, doing a mighty miracle for them, in opening up the River Jordan, uh, drying it up and enabling them to cross and begin their journey into the promised land. Um, the previous generation, uh, sadly, had uh, failed to do this. Uh, if you look into it, uh, you read the story. Uh, they had uh, uh, got out of Egypt. God had miraculously delivered them with a series of uh, wonderful miracles. And as soon as the going got tough, as soon as obstacles came, uh, it seems that the people of God forgot uh, God's goodness and his good intentions towards them and started questioning uh, his good intentions towards them instead. And this new generation um, uh, are now commanded by God to start off with this act of remembrance um, in terms of keeping before their minds as they come into the promised land, as they uh, begin the journey that will surely have many obstacles and uh, difficulties along the way. Um, that when those times do get tough as they go into the promised land, uh, they will have in the forefront of their minds uh, the evidence of the goodness of God and of his good promises for them that he will surely bring to pass. In Psalm 136 verse 1, uh, it begins with these words. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And if you read on through the psalm, uh, you see listed a series of uh, the wonderful acts of God's goodness uh, that he has done for his people in terms of bringing his promises to pass for them. Um, Sadly, when bad things happen, uh, we, uh, even as believers, can soon be tempted uh, to blame God, uh, if not consciously, then perhaps unconsciously. Or at least we're tempted to pin uh, the difficult, the bad happenings that we see unfolding in front of us onto God's will. Uh, I remember uh, when I was a young Christian, uh, a church elder uh, came up to me and we were talking about his imminent operation to uh, remove a serious tumour. And I remember this elder saying to me, um, and I believe it's God's will uh, that I should be suffering from this tumour. 
And I remember thinking at the time that doesn't sound right, but uh, being only uh, a new Christian uh, and uh, respecting this elder greatly, I, I didn't think to, to question it at the time. But I think today, if I was confronted with that same uh, kind of statement, I would say something like this. Well, you need to cancel your operation immediately then. You need to stop your medication uh, because by carrying those things on and doing those things, uh, you are going against the will of God. And this leads to the question, uh, what is uh, the will of an entirely good God? Well, unsurprisingly, his will is entirely good as well. And there are many scriptures that uh, prove this, uh, both in terms of uh, uh, his creation, as things uh, are on the earth, as he wills them to be on the earth, and also in terms of uh, the afterlife too. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, uh, a bit further down in the verse, it says that the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, now, sadly, we know that uh, other scriptures reveal that uh, many will perish. Hell is a reality that uh, sadly many uh, will choose. But this is not God's will. There is no one more passionate about saving all of his creation, um, if it were possible, than the Lord himself. And then as for things on the face of the earth, well, Matthew chapter 6, verse 10 uh, gives us an insight into God's will, uh, where Jesus instructs his followers uh, to pray in this manner. Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, this reveals two very important things about God's uh, will. First of all, uh, his will is that uh, things should be on earth uh, just as they are in heaven. And if you look into it, you'll you'll know that in heaven there is, is no death, uh, there is no disease, there is no suffering, uh, there is no pain. And uh, God's will is that things should be this way on the earth. And secondly, uh, as this uh, verse reveals, sadly, God's will often isn't done on the face of the earth in his creation. And that is why his followers are commanded here to pray for that wonderful outcome. Now, does this make uh, God weak? Uh, well, I submit to you very strongly, definitely not. Um, God is entirely able to make his creation to be like puppets on strings, doing his will all the time, uh, if he were so to choose to do. Uh, but in his wonderful goodness, uh, he has chosen to bestow on the angels and on his human creation uh, the gift of free will. And sadly, it's because of that that often uh, his very good will isn't uh, done on earth. And while we're talking uh, theology, um, I think uh, uh, you would agree with me from the scriptures uh, that in terms of studying who God is and what he does, which is what theology means, uh, there is no more perfect representation of theology than Jesus Christ himself, who is the image of the invisible God and the scriptures say the exact representation of God's being. Uh, he, as the one who is himself God manifested in the flesh, um, reveals perfectly who God is and what his uh, good intentions are towards his creation. Jesus said uh, in John chapter 14 verse 9, he who has seen me has seen uh, the Father. Uh, he says down a verse uh, in verse 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or else believe me because of the works that I do. 
And um, if you look into it, you'll you'll see in the earthly ministry of Jesus, uh, he only ever went about, as uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And indeed, that is who God is. He is desperate to release his creation uh, from the grip of the evil one and uh, from the agency of human sin as well. And this leads us to a right perspective on where disease and death and the bad things that happen on the face of this earth do come from. Uh, Now, it is true to say that sometimes, very reluctantly, God does, from Scripture, allow uh, certain things that happen on the earth to serve as judgment um, for people who stubbornly continue doing evil and refuse to turn uh, from their wicked ways. But this is certainly not God's will. This is certainly not what he wants. And he is never the instigator of evil. Um, Jesus said in John chapter 10, uh, verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Um, Evil, things like uh, disease and death, uh, come here clearly from the thief, who many would say is a representation of the devil. Uh, And indeed, uh, evil, if you look into it in the scriptures, does come from uh, the devil and his angels and also, sadly, through human agency. But Jesus has come that we may have life and life more abundantly. And uh, when Jesus went about on the earth, he only ever did good. He only ever healed those who came to him. He only ever released those who were in the grip of disease or even death. Um, So going back to our primary passage of scripture, as we meditate on God's goodness and a sense of what that means in terms of what his will is for his creation in these troubled times. um, What are your memory stones? What are your memorial stones to the goodness of God? Um, There was once a story of a Christian minister called Leif Hetland, who has an amazing ministry in Pakistan. And uh, Leif, every time the troubled times would come, um, he would pull out photos from his wallet uh, that reminded him of miracles that he had witnessed and salvations uh, that he had been part of through the Lord's grace. And he would remind himself of that evidence of the goodness of God. And I believe in these times God is calling each of us to continue to fix our minds, fix our hearts on those wonderful things that he has done for us in our personal walks with him. Um, Maybe great miracles. It may be, well, what some would call lesser miracles, but no less wonderful. Even uh, what the theologians call the common graces, uh, the sun on our backs, the uh, food on our tables, the taste buds to enjoy that food. Um, They may be everyday experiences. They may be common experiences, but they reveal the uncommon goodness of God. And I believe in these times uh, the Lord is calling us to remember his wonderful goodness in our walks with him. And if you're struggling to find testimonies, well, go go back to what happened 2000 years ago. The greatest memorial stone, if you will, of all, when Jesus died and rose again to take all of our sin, our death, our disease, uh, our judgment, the judgment we deserve upon himself so that we might have uh, life and life abundant, everlasting life um, with God in heaven and indeed starting here on the earth. So church, can I encourage you, fix your minds, fix your hearts on the goodness of God. Let that be at the forefront of your minds. Don't wonder what God is not doing. 
fix your hearts on what he is doing and what he has done in your lives. And let that be a reminder to us all of uh, the fact that he will bring us through this and he will triumph. His glory will be revealed. His goodness will be revealed um, as we pass through uh, these troubled times. Uh, back in the Old Testament, when uh, the temple was first dedicated, uh, the people sang of the goodness of God. And it says that the glory of God, the presence of God fell so strongly that the priests couldn't even minister in the temple. And I believe that as we meditate on his goodness, as we uh, bring to mind his incredibly good intentions towards us as a wonderfully good God, uh, that we too will have great encounters of God's wonderful uh, nature, his goodness and his uh, good promises towards us. So could I, could I um, encourage you with that church and may you be blessed this week and may you have a wonderful time uh, encountering him and growing faith, having faith restored and grown inside of each of us uh, that we can see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. <laughs>